0: I want to. I want to read with you. I want to put the word of God in the atmosphere. How many of you believe God loves you? Hallelujah. Okay. Listen, God loves We're going to take a moment and dismiss the children for children's church ages 3 to 11. You can go to children's church. And if they're from zero to two, they can go to the nursery or you can keep them with you. Amen. But I do believe that children's church will teach them on their level. How many of you having fun today? you have fun. You know, during during offering, I, I just got happy because the music was playing. And I'm just dancing. And I looked over at little Annabelle sitting over there and she was having herself a good time. And I said, you know what? If we come to God's house, we ought to come expecting to have a good time. And as she was really moving, it made me move a little harder. And as I shook, I felt like I was breaking chains off me that was trying to hold me back. How many of you want to be fully loosed in the Lord? Amen. You know, um, the, the children came and they ministered to us and you know, they were going hard in the paint. I got happy again. And I was going hard in the paint, you know. Um, and and I, I really thank God for the ministers who are ministering to these youth. Come on, let's just thank God for them. Amen. Amen. Pastor George Miller, Amen. Pastor Oseer up in the back, can you just stand up and give everybody a wave? Amen. Amen. You know, he also serves um, as a campus supervisor at Heritage High School. Amen. Watching over the children. I want to put the word of God in the atmosphere. Let's read it. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Amen. I want to read two passages of text. The first one is coming from Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5, 6, and 7. Isaiah 53, 5, 6, and 7. let us pray. Father, here we are. Thank you for leading us in worship and praise. Lord, we pray that you have broken down every wall of separation and that you have brought your body together now. Now that we're together, Lord, take every thought captive so that we would have an ear to hear what the spirit is saying to the church. And we declare that we are the church. So come and speak to us. And Lord, as I stand here, I declare that I need you. So come, Lord, consecrate me that I may be fit to be used by you. And we promise to give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Isaiah writes he writes in verse number five he says but he was wounded for our trust for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquity the chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed say Christ did it all verse six all we like sheep have gone astray Mm -hmm. all of us all we like sheep have gone astray we have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before the shearer is silent. So he opened not his mouth. He was led. As a lamb to the slaughter. Keep that in mind. Turn to Psalms one nineteen sixty seven. You guys there? Couple pages. There's your way. Got it? It's on the wall. Y'all ready? All right. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I keep your word. I say now oh. David goes on to write you are good and do good teach me your statues the proud have forged a lie against me but I will keep your precepts in my whole heart their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in your law. Again, it was good for me that I was afflicted. i have been afflicted that I may learn your statutes. Isaiah talks about the lamb being afflicted. But our keyed in to the lamb was led. I heard the little psalmist recite scripture, John 3:16. He said, For God so loved the world. That he. So it was love. That led him to give. I want to talk to you today about led by love. Mm -hmm. Tell your neighbor, let love lead you. In in 1 John, the fourth chapter, and in the third chapter as well, it says, you can be seated. It, It says that God is love. God is love. You know, sometimes we can say we love, but our action don't line up with godliness. So then what we said with our mouth didn't line up with our action. Thereby, it caused our mouth to speak something that was inaccurate. Only to realize that it is impossible for man to love on his own. Without God, it is impossible for you to love the right way. Because God is the very essence of love. And it's said that God loved the world, the whole whole world. And because of his love, he was led to give the best gift ever given to man. Thereby, man no longer needed to foster relationships in any kind of way with any kind of thing because you were delivered the very best gift that God has. God was led to give love, and then the love that he gave that love was his son. The son was led by love to be slaughtered. The, the The Bible said he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. He says he was afflicted. Now. When, when I look at the word afflicted um, that means to be deeply wounded to be hurt and I want to ask the question today has anybody in here been afflicted before the second question can you just be honest with me did you like your affliction but But Jesus was wounded, he was afflicted, and he was led by God to the affliction. Jesus, he himself stopped in the garden while he was on his way to be afflicted. And while he was in the garden, he had an identity crisis. And he began to cry out based on what he was facing. Oh, goodness. I want to talk to the folks that's facing some stuff that's much bigger than you. God has always shown himself to be faithful whenever you face something that was bigger than you. Ooh, you couldn't see your way out. You couldn't think your way out. You had to fake your way out. And just when you stopped believing, God showed up and made you believe anyway because he showed up and met what he said, met his purpose in your life and brought you out of whatever you were in. God has always shown himself yes. Yes. to make for himself yes. because we cannot do it ourselves. So God has put this system in place. And part of belonging to God, you have to know that there's going to be some afflictions in your life. Paul, 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 Paul was afflicted so much, he he graduated. And he said, he in his maturity, he said, I enjoy this. Now, now I'm trying to get there, y'all. So I had to understand, what was Paul thinking that he enjoyed affliction? Somebody answer the question, what is two plus two? Or y'all were scared to say, it. I know all y'all in here got past first grade. One person was bold enough. It wasn't no trick question. If one person came to you and brought a friend and they were giving you something and you knew what they were giving you, each of them had $200 to give you. After you dealt with each friend, how much would you have? $400. So if you knew that they were going to give you, $400, would you be focused on two or would you be focused on the completed process and get your four? When you start off your job and you make X amount of dollars or you're going into a close in real estate and you know when it closes, you're going to get X amount of dollars. What are you looking forward to? Are you looking forward to the days? That it takes to get to the close, or are you looking for the close? Are you looking at Monday, or you can't? I can't wait until Friday because it's payday. I'm trying to help you because the system works when you want it to. But for whatever reason, when you get an affliction, that process is promised. The process of an employer is not promised that you're going to get the check on Friday. It's not even promised that you're going to close escrow. Because some stuff can go wrong and abort the promise. Employer can file bankruptcy and you don't get the check that you work for. But yet you can look forward to that. But when affliction hits you, and God said, it is good for us to be afflicted. And we know that every time affliction comes, the healer comes with it. Oh, goodness. Ah. And so then, you don't look at the healer. But why can you look out for a payday when the healer is your payday? Oh, goodness. We get caught up every day. Monday. Oh. Oh, how am I going to get through Monday? No, you're not worried about getting through Monday. You know, I'm going to go do this job because I'm getting paid come Friday. And you get up happy about going to do it. But here's the key. When affliction gets delivered to you, that's your Monday. But when the affliction comes, Jesus, the healer, comes with it. So then, why would we focus on the affliction which is Monday, when the healer is your payday. Uh, Oh, So then, God does things in an exponential way. Man can only give you money, but God can give you a payday that's way bigger than money. When God blesses you one time, that one blessing will hit your health, will hit your wealth, and will go down and hit your children and bring salvation. Why? Right? Because when you get afflicted, God says, I get to show up in your life because the healer has access to show up in your life. Yes, Lord. Thank you. yes, Lord. Thank you. We we are. So. like Jesus uh, he was talking to the people and they walked past the blind man the disciple says Jesus who sinned was it his mom or was it dad Who, who, who sinned Jesus said nobody sinned why are you trying to find fault in the work of the kingdom. Some stuff is going to happen so that God can be glorified. And what we do when we get hit with an affliction, first thing we do is take it personal. And then we start talking about who afflicted us. And if you afflicted yourself, then you get down on yourself. See, this, this, let, let, let me talk about, let's talk military for a minute. In the military, there's some affliction, right? You can get wounded by your enemy. You can get wounded, and that's an assault of the enemy. Has the enemy ever assaulted you before? hmm So you're familiar with that affliction. The second affliction is known as friendly fire when they was meaning to hit somebody else and their actions because they weren't focused caused them to hit you anybody ever been wounded afflicted by a friendly fire that fire it look look that affliction is when somebody close to you hurts you the third affliction got the enemy. We got closeness. The third affliction that we deal with is called self affliction. Like the soldiers cleaning their knife or cleaning their gun and it go off and it afflicts them. It hits them. And so you're wounded by self. And no matter what affliction, happens to you it does not change the healing process because every affliction has to be healed by the anointing and that is Christ Jesus and so if you never get afflicted how can the anointing ever have access to show off in your life thereby you don't focus on the affliction You focus on the healer, and you know that you're going to be healed in due time. So, Kiki, we can get happy about the healing that we can celebrate now that we know is already set up for us. Your cat's going to be removed in about three months. How about celebrating him right now for the three months that's coming? Jesus was afflicted. He was afflicted. And and most of us carry the pain of the affliction. But here's what you got to know. Every time you was afflicted, You got better. Every time God allowed that to happen, you walked away from that. And because of that, you got this. Ah, When you get afflicted, it turns you to God. When you turn to God, God says, I've been waiting for you. And the only way I could really get you is that I had to afflict you so that you would turn to me. Therefore, every time you get afflicted, God says, I'm turning you off of yourself and onto me. And the truth of the matter is, a lot of us have been stuck on ourselves for too long. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. Be stuck on yourself. Zechariah 10 and 2 is dangerous because because you don't want to lead you. You don't know about you. You thought you did. You thought, oh, I got oh, I got it all together. I know how to pick the one that's just right. Anybody ever mess up in that area? Yeah. And then, and then, and then we want to carve out our affliction. Oh, we we, we, we want to pick and choose how God grows us. God God's not going to let you pick and choose how He grows you, because you'll take shortcuts. So we'll, we we abort the process. You know, once God does something so good for you, get you get happy, and you jump off the wheel, and the wheel just got turning. You're the clay and he's a potter and he's molding you and soon as you think it look good you want to hop off and then you want to be what what you think god wants you to be but the problem is you need to stay on because there's still some stuff he needs to work out of you you know when the potter is working on the clay there's some stuff that you don't even see but the potter's hand can feel it and if if you get off the wheel too long and jump in the oven The thing that he didn't get out of you will end up breaking you. What am I saying? Stay on the wheel and let God be God and let God is leading you. God, when it's hurting, he's leading you. When it's feeling good, he's leading you. And we want to stay with God when it's all good. But God says, I'm going to lead you to some stuff that will afflict you because I'm going to bring you closer to me and I'm going to save lives through your affliction. Uh, Anybody ever life get turned around while you was afflicted? So, so David says, David says, Listen, God God said he's a man after my own heart. But God, David says, wait, wait, wait. I was king. But I can't talk about being king. Because being king would talk about my exaltation. It wasn't good until I got afflicted. Because when I got afflicted, that took my eyes off of me. See, I was leading. But when I got afflicted, love started leading God start leading. See, see when, when God starts leading your life, listen, that's the love of God that's moving you forward. But when you're le- leading your life, you're going to end up falling. But God will end up pushing you up, and you'll end up bringing you down. And every time that you think you got it all together, you're ready to fall because pride cometh before a fall. And whenever you think that you're leading you, you're about to fall down. So when you're talking about I, 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 God says, I need to afflict that one. Put it back up there. Because how many of you know that I is an idol? make it about you that's I you know how how it is I don't I don't want to forgive that's I. I you're going to forgive one way or another look you could stand up and surrender or you can get knocked down and surrender but one way or another He says, now check out that. He says, for the idols speak what? So, listen, if you let anything catch your attention more than you let God, you're going to become delusional. If you are giving yourself more attention, you become delusional. That's called self-idol. That's why the Bible says, deny yourself. If your car is getting all the attention because you're waxing it on Sunday morning. And the seats are so clean you can't go pick nobody up and give them a ride. That's idol worship. You know, the mo- the most dangerous idol worship is you. When you start wanting to please you more than you want to please God. Houston We have a problem. Spaceship going down. Because there's no space in that ship. Jesus is solo. He's doing it. He did it. And all we got to do is walk through what he's already done. So if Jesus was afflicted, then you should expect to be afflicted. The question is. Are you going to change your eyesight and stop looking at that which afflicted you, and start looking at the healer who is loving you? I got a question: Do you really believe that he loves you? Yes. 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 I want—I want to hear. It. it says for the for the idols speak delusions, the diviners uh, envision lies and tell false dreams. They comfort in vain. Listen, it's all deception. Everything is deception except for God. God is real. And when you get a hold of the real God, then you wouldn't mind the affliction. Because there's a promotion behind every affliction. Jesus had a relapse. He was going through the garden and he started crying because that's what we do. God, take this cup from me. I said, I ain't taking nothing. I'm going to change you. So he changed him. And then he said, your will be done. And so God will allow us to go through moments. But it's not to crush you and it's not to kill you. It is to grow you. Is there anybody in here that wants to grow? So. I'm going to get with this just for a minute because he, he tells us two things. Number one, afflictions have purpose. If you afflict yourself, there's consequences. Somebody else afflicts you, there's consequences. Whether it's friendly, whether it's the enemy, there's consequences. Who's consequences? Those are God's. Let him deal with all that. You embrace the promotion. Because God is going to raise you up behind the afflictions, God said, the only thing I'm doing, I'm killing the idol that's causing delusion. Because I'm bringing you close to me. So, so understanding God's system of love. He loves you so much that he won't quit. He's not going to give up. He chose you. And he called you, you heard his voice, and you're here today. And God is saying, now, let me lead you the rest of the way. It's not your opinion. It's about love. Do you know, understand, if we all just embrace the love of God, how things would just happen? Let, let, let me show you something that happened yesterday, and God showed me in the spirit. Yesterday, we had a wedding here. This whole place didn't look nothing like it looked right now. It was decorated; Everything was everywhere. We had tables in here, chairs, cake, punch. So everything was everywhere. Food, everything was everywhere. And we forgot that we had dedicated this place to AA at 730. And they showed up at 610 and said, ooh, look like y'all got a party going. You forgot about us? And I said, you know what? Is it Thursday, Saturday? Said, I forgot. I was having a good time. He said, yeah. And he was a little angry. And I said, no problem. What time did the meeting start? He said, 7.30. I said, what time do you guys normally set up? He said, 7 o'clock. I said, oh. We got this. I told the coordinator. She, go, I said, we got this. She went and told the father of the bride. Father of the bride said, "Okay, tell my daughter." She went and told the daughter. She said, "We got this." Now, now, because we came together, I went back and told the man. We got this. I said, at a quarter to seven, we're going to have this place looking just like this. And so we still had to throw the bouquet. We still had cake cutting. We still had the garter toss. We did all that. And at 625, we said kingdom activate and this and and this minister from another church was standing back there and no and all I mean all the men and women I mean you just seen you just seen stuff it was kingdom in action and the people who was going to get mad got to witness when love comes together you can make something that looks impossible become possible. And 20 minutes to 7, 15 minutes later, this whole place was transformed. And they were saying, wow. The man told me, is that how God does it? I said, that's how God does it. If we could just come together come here you went through your hurt but i got you i'm going through my hurt but you got me you going through your hurt now if i fall i can't why because we're together the thing is we gotta stay together regardless of the affliction let's just stay together we can't talk about what we're jesus and know he's making it all yeah. all right yeah. next time the enemy comes he can't get in because i'm joined up with the body of christ yeah. 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 that's why you stay in the body yeah. Yeah. Amen. you stay in the body Because even when you're home by yourself, because you're in the body, the spirit of God is hovering over your dwelling. And when the enemy comes to raise hell, he looks at your house, not that one. I feel the presence of God up in there. I'm going to bypass that house. Last time I stopped by that house, I got whooped seven different ways. I'm not going back to that house. He, he didn't afflict you to hurt you, He afflicted you to bless you. let go. We've been dragging hurt with us. Yeah, but I know I'm in church, but they did that. That's behind you. Why you want to talk about that when you got this? You know when God just does something in your life. I'm talking about in your heart. And you can't describe it to no one. But it wake you up every morning and you just get happy. And then people that come around you get happy. And you can't describe it. That's how his love works. His love will lead you when you don't even feel like being led. God love you so much. He'll wake up somebody. And have them think about you. And they'll wake up and begin to pray for you. That's how much God loves you. God says, I've hooked up a system that nothing, nothing, nothing can break. God said, neither height nor death, nor angel, nor principality, nor anything can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus that love is leading you even when you don't want to be loved. That love. That love. Yes, yeah. Lord. Yeah. He, he will break he will break things off of you. Just That's why David says, I'm not going to sit up here and talk about how big a king I am, how many victories I had. I want to tell you about what matters. He said, until I became afflicted, I was stuck on me. But he said, it was good. I was afflicted because now he even said now I'm capable I'm capable now of keeping his word because it's no longer me he said through my affliction I learned that love was keeping me Amen. as long as I let it keep me then I can keep it but if I never would have gotten afflicted I never would have understood how much his love was for me Hallelujah. Yes, I want to talk to the people who've been afflicted before I want is there anybody in here that's been hurt before that want to give God a praise Hallelujah. because he is your healer. You, you. you. Paul goes on the right as we close. Paul goes on the right. He says that we are being killed all day as of the lamb. When he's when, when he writing this, he's saying that our fleshly man is being knocked down to death so that your spirit, man, the perfect spirit of God can live through you. And so God allows hurt to hit your life so he can show you much of a healer that he is in your life. He's invested in you. He gave you his spirit to dominate the earth realm. And you've been walking around timid, approaching the throne like, God, can you, you, oh God, no. His spirit is bold and knows my daddy loves me. And you approach him as though you know God led me to this. He's going to bring me through this. And when I'm done, that that came against me will bless me into this new realm where I could be high with God. And when I get high with God, I don't need marijuana. I don't need alcohol. I don't need crack. All I need is to be in his presence and know that I'm loved by the most high God. And he led me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Everybody shout Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yes, Come on That's what all your pain has been about. He's making you a greater witness. Listen. Jesus said, if I be lifted up. I'm going to draw all men unto me. So when you get afflicted and you call on him, you know, most of us can admit through our affliction is when we really sought God. Through that affliction, you seeking God, you're lifting him. When you're lifting him, he's drawing others. So through your affliction, God is saving. You. Ah. He's saving your families. He's saving your friends. And get this: whether you like it or not, He's saving your enemies. Cause you was once somebody's enemy, huh? Can God have access to save your enemies too? I'd rather just give God full access today and say, just lead me, God. Lead me, God. Let your love lead me the rest of the way. His love forgives everybody. His love. His love prays for his enemies. His love. Blesses the ones who have cursed him. God loves you. And he wants you to embrace his love. And understand he brought you through pain so that he could kill your idol. That his love would lead you the rest of the way. you've got it.